0: This is a Kirkendall Barrett presentation, darling.
1: (laughs) Dad is dead. There is a dog.
2: You bought strawberries. (laughs) Who do you think you are? Did you buy homemade bread? What are you, QAnon? What makes
0: him happy? Uh, Not
2: being in this movie.
0: Not being in this movie.
2: (laughs) (laughs) A lifetime of Hallmark.
0: Well, hello, everybody. It is your favorite day of the week. It is time for another episode of A Lifetime of Hallmark, where we talk about your favorite movies on both Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel and try to make sense of them. I am Les Kirkendall Barrett.
1: Hello, Jason Bowers.
2: Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett.
1: And hello, Kurt Fitzpatrick. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. And hello, Jason Bowers. Well, we're in the thick of it. Christmas season is here. <laughs> it's We're
0: our tax season. <laughs>
2: it, it, it is, but like li- through you know through a variety of different uh, scheduling issues and travel and whatnot, we've been recording less than usual instead of more than usual <laughs> these days.
0: I know, right? I know, right? And I just realized it's our busy season. I yeah. I, I just realized I'm going to
1: Europe and. Two week, like the week after next. Yes. Well, I don't know because in this movie, in this movie, this guy is supposed to go to this because this might happen to you, Les. The guy is supposed to go to Paris, but instead he stays and uh, picks tiny little testicles off, <laughs> off of tree right. branches for six hours. <laughs> right, for free, for free. Yeah, for get free. Paid. Yeah, free, yeah. Well, there's no money. That's it. Well, that's the part that
0: gets me, though, is, like, people volunteer to do that shit. And what I'm talking about is our movie.
2: Yeah, that that yeah, infuriated uh, me that that was even a plot point. That
1: infuriated me. Right? right? Paris. I'd be off to Paris. I'd say, forget this. What- that's where I'm going. That's no one refund. of the places where I'm going. they are not. You're going to go pick grapes in the middle of the night. Frozen grapes, too, in the middle of the night. Right. And like, zero degrees. Yeah. You know, it was pretty cold. It was, like, 17 degrees or something like that.
0: But, but, yeah, so, so we're off to Paris, nice. Brussels, Paris. and London.
1: Ooh, Brussels. Oh, that's where I went. Yeah, I'm going to eat well, chocolate. On my, on my European trip, I went to those uh, locations. And I'm going to eat chocolate like Lacey Chabert. Ah. Oh. oh, Lacey. And, and then in uh, Brussels, there's a little pissing boy, the, the mannequin piss. Yes. You know what I'm talking about. I don't know I'll what take you're a talking selfie about. selfie in front of it. You don't know the mannequin piss? No. I have a little one. I have a little sample, but I have to walk over and get it. Of the hold piss? On. I'll show you. Hold on. Yes. Right now. The
0: piss. Yes. But it, I didn't know it was called piss.
1: No, no, it's the mannequin.
2: Is it like a little statue of a boy that's peeing?
1: Yeah, hold on. I'm getting, I have to get my stuff together here. Okay. <laughs> Sound quality is bad for a second. All right, here it is. Here he is. So, we got to Instagram this thing. Okay. This little guy. Yeah, take oh. a photo of
2: that and post it or send it to me yeah. and I'll put, put it on Instagram. I, I have okay. never seen that before. And yeah, that is it. that is wildly, uh, uh, I don't know if this is an adjective or not, but that is wildly pedophiliac. Uh, he told his Yeah, job. He's, you know, he's doing his thing. Yeah, he is. <laughs> and th- whoever well, crafted that. that statue is doing his or her thing too.
1: Well, I don't want anyone to raid my yeah. home. It's just a little statue of the mannequin piss, man. No, I'm not <laughs> saying
2: that you're a pedophile for having it. I'm like who oh, who like came along <laughs> and they're like, ah oh, yeah. This is something that the world needs to see this piece of art.
1: This little statue. Well, no, you know, this you get a little tiny statue, you go, a little souvenir, that's what I have. And they come in different sizes. I, I kinda of got a big Well, they one. always do. This is the perfect <laughs> <one>. <laughs> well, I don't know, anything about that. I just assumed, you know. You know, should I bring this up now? They have <laughs> Sure. Just just in case. Just in case anybody is wondering. They sell, you know, large condoms. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure large condoms are actually the average size because there's regular size, large and extra large. I was
2: no small. literally <laughs> having a conversation with somebody about this today because uh, he was saying that about they, they... About Yeah, about Magnum condoms because he, he was talking about how they were... Um, like as some sort of psychological warfare, some one of our enemies or something was dropping condoms, but like smaller condoms (laughs) on people to to like emasculate them or no, a bigger condoms to emasculate them because it would be like baggy (laughs) on them. And I I was like, I don't, I don't think that's really true. I think the only difference in a Magnum is that the reservoir tip has more room for, uh, what, The the rest of the act, yeah, that's what I have heard. Yeah,
1: oh, is that it? Wow, like that's the only difference. I I thought the Magnum is really what the Magnum really is is for is. the average because no guy is going to buy, or, you know, most guys aren't going to buy a small condom and they don't even, yeah. they don't sell something called small condoms. So well, that, that's, that's
2: what I'm saying. The Magnum and the regular yeah. are the same size except for the, sort of like, you know, when you go to like a, a coffee place and you order like the really fancy, like the Frappuccino or whatever, and they put the whipped cream on it. So that for the whipped cream, they've got that extra big dome lid. It's like the same size cup, the same amount of drink, but the the dome lid is really big for extra cream. It's got a bigger dome lid, right?
1: With the same uh, size cup. I think. I think. I think, oh. I think. But I think Magnum's a little bit bigger. Well, now you're contradicting well, yourself. I think it's wider. Well, that's what I said. No, I think they're bigger than the regular size. That's what I'm saying. And if you tuned ah. into a lifetime
2: of Hallmark thinking that this is going to be as warm and fuzzy as a Hallmark movie,
1: I, you came to I, the wrong podcast today. It. Anyway, <laughs> listen, we don't need to hear about. um my wardrobe experiences. <laughs> That's all. Well, I think I've said enough. Okay. So.
0: Speaking of wardrobe and fuzzy.
1: This is already Do you started. have any I'm Black China news? More. Oh, yes. Yes, I do. Doing Let's get a to that. piece
2: of China. China.
1: China. I'm talking China. The Black
2: China Report. Here's Kurt Fitzpatrick.
1: Okay, well many of us want to know what Black China thinks about the new um, Omicron variant. Oh yeah. Okay. Ooh. Yes. Well, waiting
2: with dated breath.
1: <laughs> I'm revealing quite a bit this evening. Uh, this is from TMZ.com. Um, well, Omicron variant's on the loose. Like I said, get jabbed. So, uh, Black China's advice on the new Rona variant is about the same from when she was screaming in an airport not too long ago. Everyone's got to get vaccinated. And now um, we spoke, we as in TMZ, we spoke to the influencer and reality TV star at LAX Friday, where she gave us her thoughts on what scientists are calling Omicron, a new strain of COVID that's apparently spreading from South Africa to other parts of the world. China agrees it's pretty scary, but she stays on message saying folks have got to get jabbed up. When we ask why she thinks many haven't, she's got an interesting answer. Black China seems to think this might be about perception and proximity. Uh, mainly, if no one, in your, no one in your immediate circle is affected, you're less inclined to believe how dangerous the virus is. To her, it's nothing to take lightly. And she unfortunately knows firsthand, as China tells us, she's lost loved ones to COVID, noting it's not a game and absolutely lethal, especially now that there's this new variant that's threatening to break loose. She's not too sure what to do about the unvaccinated. <laughs> However, she sure can nudge people in the right direction. She was a bit more em- emphatic in Miami. That was the airport where she freaked out of people. But point taken. And that's it. It's a very in-depth well, story on
2: her views on the vaccine. <laughs> like, are but, there people but, but out glad. there that are, uh, you know, they're, they're hesitant And they're, you know, they're hearing from all these world leaders. uh, They're hearing from infectious disease doctors (laughs) going all the way up to Anthony Fauci. And they're like, if only black China would endorse getting a booster.
1: Well, our former president used to call COVID the China virus. And I'm starting to think maybe he was referring to black China. Oh, oh,
2: interesting. Well, it was,
1: you know, it was criticized as being kind of like a racist thing. And that's what I thought. But I'm thinking maybe he was. You know, referencing Black China there because she's, she's the, the person who has the knowledge.
2: So, here. you think our, uh, you our former president Black <laughs> is, is Black China, ride or die?
1: What's that? You, so, you think <laughs> our
2: former president is Black China, ride or die?
1: Yeah, I, I think she has fans um, that, that, you know, are unexpected fans.
2: So, well, and, and by former know, president, I, I'm of, of course referring to Jimmy Carter.
1: Oh, yeah. I was, a cur- I was referring to Eisenhower, actually. <laughs> hey, speaking of world news, let's backtrack. What country was dropping large, extra-large condoms?
2: In? I don't remember what he said. <laughs> and it was a work colleague, so I probably shouldn't oh, create a, a text train with us oh, even oh, having oh, that oh. conversation.
1: This is, a, this is a troubled show yeah. already, I'll tell you. Yeah. yeah. Right? I think we're only five minutes in. Where do we get to this right. movie? <laughs> well, I have a little news. Oh, oh wait, oh, oh, the oh wow.
2: and now yeah, I think Kurt spoiled what the news is. Reports. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, jeez. <laughs> Let's Kurt not bear it. Well, that wasn't that wasn't the news. <laughs> oh, the wrong button. I'm, this is, this show Jason is, this show is off. That movie. Movie.
1: Look, everyone, oh, everything I everything's off the rails. China. China.
2: I see Dan people. Everything is
1: off the rails right now. <laughs> Okay. I was going to come up with a li- All right, go ahead, Les. Here you go.
0: No, I was going to say, the news that I was going to give is in January, we're going to have our very own sort of version of Hallmark Avengers, where three of Hallmark's leading gals are teaming up for a trilogy of movies.
2: What? Yes. Okay. What is so, this? I've okay, not heard so about this.
0: So you know Alison Sweeney, who mm-hmm. is Sammy from Days of Our Lives, and in the Murder She Baked movies, mm-hmm. is teaming up with the Queen of Hallmark, Lacey Chabert. Okay. And let me see who the third person is. Candice Cameron Bure. Um, right. Oh, and this other
2: woman, Autumn. Oh, Autumn Reezer. And you. Oh you yeah. Know who she was? She was on. Wasn't so- she on Buffy? She was on one of the Joss Whedon shows. So
0: they are. So they're teaming up. And it's gonna be a trilogy called Wedding Veil. Okay. A trilogy of movies. So basically, yeah, it's gonna be the hallmark version of Avengers. And Alice and Sweeney is gonna be in one of the movies that we're gonna watch. And we are going to have a very special guest join us on Ooh. our podcast. Oh. We're gonna have, so you know how I am obsessed with soaps. Mm-hmm. You know how I love soap operas. One of my favorite soap podcast is daytime confidential
3: Mm
0: -hmm. i contacted one of the people from daytime confidential and got them to appear they're going to appear on our show and when we talk about the movie they're going to come on and be our guest and talk about it with us oh awesome oh good that's Jillian Beau, Jillian Beau from Daytime Confidential, and Jillian Beau is fucking hilarious.
2: Is this so? so she is so. Uh, Allison oh. is in a Hallmark holiday movie, or is this that yes. that? Because you know, I, I don't know if you know about this last that Days of Our Lives. Um now that NBC has that Peacock streaming service, they've been doing uh, <gasps> some specials where oh. it's like Days of Our Lives after Dark or I Salem it. After Dark beyond Salem. So so they do that beyond. so now they're hey. doing a a Christmas movie in in the sort of tone yeah. of the Hallmark movies. And so it's it's oh the God. Days okay. of Our Lives cast but it's like it's the theme of the episode is all Christmas.
0: You know what I'm going to do then? Instead of talking about the Hallmark movie, why don't we talk about the Days of Our Lives Christmas movie, and I'll get Jillian Bo to come on and discuss that with
2: us. Yeah, because Kurt and I will probably have a lot of questions.
1: Okay, and Jillian, yeah, Jillian is a soap expert. Okay. What are our questions going to be? I lost track of what's going on.
2: So, Les's friend Jillian from the the podcast Daytime Confidential is going to be on our podcast, A Lifetime of Hallmark. Where we normally talk about movies on Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel, but because these holiday movies are popping up elsewhere and have a very similar feel to these movies, we are going to watch a special episode of Days of Our Lives, Salem, what is it called? Salem After Dark or Salem... Oh, no.
0: Beyond Salem.
2: Beyond Salem. But, Kurt, the, the twist yeah. on this is this Days of Our Lives Beyond Salem episode is a holiday movie. Very oh, much similar this. in tone to it, the Hallmark and, 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 movies.
1: Yeah. I'll do and now it. we're going to have
0: a deep cut. We're going to have a deep cut because one of the former members of <laughs> Daytime Confidential left Daytime Confidential because he is now a writer on Days of Our our
2: lives whoa oh, okay. okay okay
1: well jamie giddens jamie giddens is now a writer on days of our lives uh, uh, yes i'll I, i'm in i'll do it i tried to get a guest. i i, I so tried then, to get that guy who teaches math on pornhub <laughs> I, I wrote to him and tried to get him yeah whatever happened I wrote with that to him. i did and i and then i looked up um uh Tracy Nelson. I was trying to trying to contact her while I was there, but I couldn't find her on Twitter. But no, I did contact the, the, the kid who teaches math on, on Pornhub. But he did he didn't respond? Me
2: back. Oh man, yeah,
1: no, and no, I need to write you back. Oh, well, if he's still out there I, listening, yeah, I wanted to talk to him. I have questions. Well, maybe I'll try again. Are they questions about math
0: or about well, other anyway. stuff? both. Like and especially, I want to find out what your trajectory is and what like what possessed you like when you're gonna like talk about math porn hub isn't the first thing that pops into my head
1: yeah yeah
2: like hey i want to know how many. maybe times it was that, the other I way around he was he was clinically describing porn and like talking about like the angle that something needed to go in for it to work out and so you know maybe he's approaching it from the other side so to speak
1: I guess. That's what we need to know. I guess.
0: Well, I contacted Jillian and Jillian (laughs) wrote me
1: back. That's good. She doesn't teach math on Pornhub though, but that's good. (laughs) Could she could she teach a class on Pornhub? That way we could have all the bases covered. You know, just try to fit in a class before it comes on the show. Teach a little math. I don't know. A little division. I don't know. Ah, don't worry about
0: it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Now now, do we have any Patty LaBelle news? Oh, oh, do, do, oh do, hold do, on. Do, do. And now we want some Patty news. A Patty LaBelle okay.
2: report. Here's all of us, because we didn't figure out in advance who's gonna talk about it. <laughs> <All
1: right. laughs> I wanted to come up with a, an opening. I got a news a Patty Labelle. Okay. That's it. That's okay. all I got.
2: <laughs> so a friend, I don't remember who sent it to me yesterday, but they said, "Oh no, I saw it on I think Instagram." Uh, there was a tweet from uh, probably from CBS, probably see- whichever network is airing the national tree lighting ceremony this year, and it was a picture of um, I think it was Chris Stapleton and Patti Labelle rehearsing. For the tree lighting ceremony. And if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know, uh, not only do we love Patty LaBelle... But we love the viral video of her from a few years back where she was singing at the, na- the National Tree Lighting Ceremony. And they introduce her, she comes out, and she doesn't know the lyrics to the song This Christmas, but they've got a prompter for her. But the prompter's not working. And so she's just, she'll sing the chorus, but doesn't know the, the, the lyrics of the song in between. And then there's all these risers behind her, and her backup singers never come out. So through half the song, she just keeps saying, where are my backup singers at? Where and this went on for the entirety of the song. <laughs> and she is such a pro that she kept on going anyway and didn't, didn't lose her smile. So she's returning to the scene of the
1: crime. Oh. Oh. That's a tricky thing. I've done that. Yeah. Now, what is this going to be, know, <laughs> I think it's
2: on this Sunday. And we're recording this on Friday, oh. December 3rd. So it, it, depending on when this post, it may have already aired.
1: I've done that. You have like a bad performance somewhere and you, and you go back. Like I would go back. I'm like, I got to reclaim my self-respect. So that's what Patty's doing.
2: That's what Mariah did. Mariah had that really yeah. terrible performance on uh, Dick Clark's Eve. Rockin' Eve yeah. and uh, went back the next year.
0: Um, yeah. Oh, Yeah, yeah, she did, she did, and 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 made up for it. But Mariah is the queen of Christmas, and she can do no wrong during Christmas time. Yeah, Mm. the queen of Christmas. Oh, and by the way, the Days of Our Lives Christmas special is going to be December sixteenth, which means I will
2: be phoning in from Europe to do what time? I I hope you can do it on Peacock. Do you have like a, a, a VPN blocker so you can uh, view Peacock over there?
0: Uh, oh, I have access. Um, to peacock. We'll talk after we'll talk after okay, the podcast. Ooh, ooh, ooh,
1: ooh. I got. So they don't
0: show Peacock news. over in the in, in, in uh, they France may or, the or UK? they may
2: they may or they may not. I mean, the ser- the service is less than a year old, really, so it's very ah. possible that the rights to those shows aren't secured for overseas. And plus, because Days has been around for so long, if it does show anywhere in Europe, whatever channel shows it there probably has the rights to any like ancillary properties. Got it. Okay. Well, we'll talk after. Oh, Paris,
0: and figure something out, Paris. Because yeah, I, I that's that's good. I can't wait. Oh my god! I wonder if Sammy's going to be in this. Sammy Claus. Because remember, Sammy. Because remember, I like Sammy because back in the day, Sammy shot a man's balls off. Oh,
2: and you like him for that? Sammy's a woman. Yeah, Sammy's oh. uh, Allison Sweeney. That's the sweet right.
0: one. Okay. Des- let's just yeah. put it this way. I'm not going to trigger anybody, but what he did, he deserved to get well,
2: his balls shot off. I talked
0: about I testicles remember.
2: and balls and condoms a lot in this episode.
1: Yeah. Well, because it's Christmas. <laughs> 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 well, I have a note. I am going to... No, okay. I'll just leave it at that. I'm already in hot water. Okay. <laughs> what, what, what? Nothing. Just keep going.
2: Oh, no, no, no. Don't tease <laughs> yeah. us, Kurt. Go ahead. Pay it off.
1: Well, I'm going to bring up vagina later on, I was going to say, and you'll, oh. you'll, you'll, you'll hear it. Oh,
2: yeah. okay. Oh.
1: Gonna, it's yeah. a tease
2: to keep listening. <laughs>
1: I know, right?
2: <laughs> Three males are going to talk about vagina. Enjoy.
1: Right. There no, I'm going to bring it up because there's a, there's a woman in this movie who uses her vagina to get what she wants. You know what I'm talking about it's that woman to the oh band.
0: I know who you're talking about. You know what I'm talking
1: about. oh I think I know who yeah, you're talking yeah, about Eileen, too. Eileen, yeah, Eileen. Eileen. Well, what it reminded me of was this episode of The Sopranos where uh, uh, Carmilla, what's that? Carmilla Soprano. You know, she has like that little affair with what's that actress' name? David. What's his name from from Good Night, Good Luck? What, the no, priest? The, was it the is priest? he a priest? The guy from uh, Good Night, Good Luck. What's his name? He was in oh, what's this guy's name? Wasn't uh, I know I know
2: you were talking about it too. Wasn't he in the River Wild with Meryl Streep?
1: Yes, what's f- his name? I just had it in my head, David something. Uh, dang, it kind of sounds like this. Wait, did he get caught? Did Did Tony catch him? No, but but the but she but he's like the school he's like the school principal. I'm gonna look up this this movie. Yeah, River Wild, right?
0: Yeah, but if you're gonna sleep with Tony Soprano's wife, you better go into hiding. River Wild. What's this guy's name?
1: David uh, Strathern. Yes. All right. So, so she's with David Strathern, and he goes, so like, he sits on the edge of the bed. And he goes, Oh, I see. Like, you're only with me because you, want your, your, you wanted me to give your daughter a good grade. You, you used your pussy. And that's what I thought about this woman, Eileen, who's in this movie. That's what she, she uses her.
0: Well, anyway.
1: <laughs> I'm only going to say. Did Meadow get a good grade? Yeah. Did Meadow
0: get a good grade? Yeah.
1: I think she got what she wanted. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, so, so anyway. plus especially, it's like, you know, I'm going to tell my husband.
1: Tony Soprano. (laughs) This is not real trouble. This is not a dirty episode, by the way. We're using clinical terms. You would hear this kind of language in a doctor's office.
0: (laughs) Right. Or when you're drinking (laughs) ice wine.
1: Yeah.
0: But did you, you guys know that ice wine was a thing before this movie? I no, didn't. I, I, I'm trying to forget about
2: it. So so the movie is an ice wine. ice wine Christmas on Lifetime. And when I saw the title, I thought, oh, are these assholes putting ice cubes in their wine? <laughs> like, I'm not right. a major wine snob, but I drink enough <laughs> wine where we're like, yeah, that's not something you do, really. See, and I was like, oh, an an no. American so people. I was I was already on the fence about this movie and it turns out, at least in, according to this movie, that it's a a certain kind of wine that's derived from grapes that are frozen at a certain temperature, and there's like a very short window of time to get those grapes.
0: It all sounds complicated to me, and especially since, and we'll get to it, someone brought up an easier way to do this whole thing to make it less of a hassle. Yeah. Which, you know... Rich, when they first started going to the exp- explanation, that was the first thing I thought. of was, well, why don't you just blah, blah, blah,
1: blah? Yeah. Freeze them? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if this is in a genre of other alcoholic movies. Like there's a movie called Beer with Loretta Swit. <laughs> It could be Loretta Swit. Yeah, Loretta Loretta Swit is in a movie called Beer. I think it's called Beer. And and then you could put it with Leaving Las Vegas. You know, movies that involve alcohol. And this, it could be a trilogy. Well, I
2: will say that Hallmark, actually, even more than Lifetime, Hallmark has a lot of (laughs) movies that are set around, like, the wine industry and wine country. They love their booze on Hallmark. But, like, they're... They're pretty light like, you know, they, they don't do a lot of hard alcohol in these Hallmark movies. Or yeah, well this is a lifetime, but Hallmark movies they, they tend to do like beer and wine. Sipping. So so speaking speaking of Hallmark, and we talked before about that
0: new channel popping up and how all of these how all of these people G A C family yes. Right. I read an article about it, and so it, it and the article was not favorable because they were talking about how basically they're thinking that the reason why this person is starting this channel is because he was the head of Hallmark that got fired. Yeah. So he's basically doing this to make Hallmark, like to go back to what it used to be. Yeah. you know what I mean.
2: I, I understand why he's doing it. And I think from a business standpoint, there is a, uh, a market for the the version of hallmark he wants to present um it's just that right. doesn't, that doesn't make him a better person it, no
0: well no no it makes him a bad but per- he wants to go back to the way it used to be yeah. which was not inclusive of anybody it, was it wasn't as but you know but you know who didn't go over you know who stayed with hallmark
2: lisa chabert queen lacy Queen Lacey stayed with Hallmark. Well, let's see if she stays when her contract is up and if they, you know, back up a bring struck. Ooh. Yeah, but here's the, th- here's the deal, though. It,
0: if they think that this channel is going to, like, just start out gangbusters and get killer ratings from the beginning, they are in for... A, they've got another thing coming. Because even Oprah could not start a network like uh like even Oprah like suffered getting ratings on her network
2: for years and that was when like cable was still thriving now now we're in a world where you know everything's streaming you don't need a cable subscription uh you right. know it, it's not as necessary to have it
0: and 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 her her channel struggled for years like, like it's a top rated channel now doing well now but it took it a long time yeah. You know, a lot of competition, and and to, to the point that I think that Oprah had to start doing. I don't think that she intended on doing shows again, and she had to start doing shows again to get people to watch. She had to start working. Yeah.
2: Well, she I mean, it paid off. Because, I mean, that was always billed as, like, Oprah's channel, but she didn't own a majority stake in that. But she owned enough where they're like, hey, you, you're you making an obscene amount of money off of this venture, so we need you to start promoting it a little bit.
1: Right, we see Oprah's and, magazine. And- Oprah's magazine, she's on the cover of every, every single Oprah magazine, which I guess makes sense. I used to have a subscription to Oprah magazine. You know what a really... Interesting career trajectory and the same kind of thing as Rosie O'Donnell. Like she, she had her own magazine. Yeah. Rosie's McCall's. Yeah, and now she's kind of like she's kind of on the fringe in a way. I, I like Rosie though. now. She was just on the L Word.
2: Yeah, she's doing the L Word. Yeah,
0: she does some interesting stuff. She was on the
2: L Word reboot as Carrie. Rosie just does what she wants now because she can afford to. Right, she could do. That's she cool. has
0: Rosie has f you money. Yeah, and sometimes she will literally say f you.
2: <laughs> well, she oh, did, yeah. like for no. instance after she left the View. Uh, I remember first or second time when uh, when Bob Barker was leaving The Price Is Right, Rosie had like been very vocal about how much she loved that show and like she she wanted to host it, and they offered her the gig, but she would have hmm. uh, they didn't want to move production of it to New York, which is where she lived with her family at the time, right. and she didn't want to move to LA, so she's like, I'm sorry, I'm not moving to LA for this dream job.
1: I bet Rosie would have been really good. On oh, Price she would have been right.
2: fantastic. Yeah. Come on down.
1: Yeah, I don't Rosie's Middle America anymore. Rosie's a little bit, maybe she hasn't been for a while. For yeah, them. kind of. Well, she, I mean, she's she too, stopped. She's too real. She's not. She's not show business. So she speaks her mind about her experiences and different different people and things like that. And that's that's really not a show business thing because people, you know, who are very successful in show business, they kind of toe the company line. Yeah. Well, and that—that
2: that, I no. think that Rosie's career basically went down the drain the minute she was openly gay. You know, because right. that then she's immediately branded as a far-left liberal, which she is, and she'll own it. But but you know, that sort of it, it paints a more specific picture to people. Whether that picture is true or not is, is irrelevant.
1: Yeah, um. a little bit, a little early for that, because. 'Cause today it seems to work out for, for yeah people. Yeah. The Queen of Nice. All right.
0: Covered a
2: lot. Anyway, we're t- we 30 minutes let's, in let's, and <laughs> haven't even jumped into the movie yet. Well, we haven't cut. had
0: a show in a couple
3: weeks.
2: So
0: listeners, now you know when we're procrastinating <laughs> like this, you know the movie sucks ass, right? <laughs>
1: Yeah, but it, it I have to say it, it 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 grew on me and I don't even know why. It was because it I watched well, yeah. it wasn't good but it wasn't awful.
2: Like uh, we have seen like uh, this was not a slog to get through for me. I didn't like, I didn't think it was that great, but I was like, yeah, I just didn't think the two main characters had chemistry together.
0: And the only reason why it was not a slog for me was because Miss Rourke from the reboot of Fantasy Island was the star of this movie. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because you know how now, now in the current Fantasy Island, it's Miss Rourke,
1: Elena Rourke. Voice. See, that woman is like a really attractive woman, but I don't know if I could... <sighs> that accent. <laughs> you don't takes like a lot. It just... I don't, I don't mean to, you know be derogatory towards anyone who has that accent, but I'm just wondering if I want to hear that accent around, around my house for too long. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I'm talking so about.
2: You're not, no. uh, so you're not somebody that is enamored by an accent? Because I have somebody that I, 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 I no, am enamored by an accent. No,
1: no. <laughs> but she's very, see, very, very, very beautiful woman, though.
0: You see, I have an accent in my ear 24 hours a day. <laughs> It kind of turns into white noise after a while. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. My husband has an accent. Poor a John British man. accent.
1: He gets thrown under the bus on this show.
0: <laughs> My husband has a, it's a British accent, but it's an accent.
1: And sometimes you hear that accent in the next room when you're doing a podcast.
0: Yes. <laughs> uh, well, t- yeah. Sometimes you hear that accent talking on the phone in full voice. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, no, so the accent, like, you know, you can tune the accent after
1: all. Yeah, well, I guess I will. <laughs> this, is right. a, this is a. I, I, uh, okay. We might get some letters from this show.
2: Okay, British, <laughs> at me. At, well, yeah, if, you, if you're writing L-A. letters about this part of the show, you've already gotten over 30 minutes in uh, through other content. So, I'm pretty sure that this is tame.
1: Listen. Right. If there are so, any, so, you know. if there are any any beautiful women out there have that accent, I'm open to it. I could see past that accent. In okay, fact, you know, I of like
0: Sofia Vergara was like, yeah, yeah that voice. Wouldn't. That's, a, that's a tough to take.
2: She's also uh, playing it for. She's playing it up for a comedy, though, too. <laughs> Sophia, right. No, she looks great. <laughs>
0: And, and sure I she's... love Rosalind Sanchez. That's the act because uh, I love I love Miss Rourke. And by the way, the Fantasy Island reboot just got a second season. So there. Okay.
1: Well, that'll show me. That put me in my place. Yeah. Which is exactly where I so want to anyway, be. Anyway. So we're in a city. We're in <clears throat> I, Philadelphia. I saw someone in the credits named Fitzpatrick. There's someone in this movie called Richard Fitzpatrick. So it must be a relative of mine.
0: Well, it might be a relative because you live near Philly, right? That's where I I, I was born in Philly. Yeah. Well, this movie is set in Philly in the beginning, so there you go. It could be a relative. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) So, so I and I wrote here, Miss Rourke is serving wine, and then we see a proposal, and then we get like a whole exposition on exposition exposition on ice wine, what the ice wine is, the history behind ice wine in like two seconds. Yeah.
2: I will say, I, I will give this movie a little bit of credit because they were very, like in any movie that you watch, uh, there's going to be some exposition to set up, you know, what's going on in the movie. But some movies, it's very clunky. Some movies, they take forever getting it out. And it's confusing as hell. This movie was pretty good about, like, getting to the point with the exposition. It made sense. And it flowed naturally in the dialogue.
0: Right. And we find out that Miss Rourke is actually Camilla. But I'm going to call her Miss Rourke. Miss Rourke with the best sommelier in Philadelphia. Sommelier. Mm-hmm. Right.
2: What's but that? Work is uh, actually- sommelier oh. is like a wine expert. So oh, they, yes. they, they can actually, uh, they, they can taste and feel and smell all the like hints and notes in a wine, describe it to you and tell you like what things it will pair with based on your palate.
0: And you normally go to, like, extensive training for that, Mm -hmm. but she was, like, a natural. She, like, she just knew. Hmm. She was, like, a savant, basically. And and so we find out Miss Rourke is from upstate New York, and then we find out, which irked me, is ice wine is
2: picked in upstate New York by volunteers. Well, at this winery it is.
0: yeah. And I was like, you get people
2: to volunteer for that. I hope you well, give them like cases of wine well, in return. Ju- not just well, volunteer. And then you just- so, not like they're volunteering. <laughs> To pick these grapes that can only be picked when it is 17 degrees, which usually happens at night. So not only are they volunteer, they're volunteers that have to like be on standby for when the temperature drops to this level. And you're doing all of this like hard manual labor in the middle of the fucking night.
1: And they're saying sta- in a good yeah They were staying in hotels waiting to yeah. come out and do this. Like and then we see a shot of the of the wine. It's like the biggest New Zealand. And this and field of great. just grape to give grape a
2: little context, grapevine. like I have yeah. a, a very good friend that owns a, a wine bar in West Hollywood and I've been to, you know, some wine country, some actual vineyards and stuff. Like they have a lot of like farmers working the land to pick those grapes. So it's it's like hard manual labor. Yeah, like on Falcon Crest. Remember yes. Falcon
0: Crest? Yes,
2: it's just like Falcon Crest.
0: I told I you, you a, remember Falcon Crest, right? Yeah, I didn't watch it. Oh, I did. With with Lorenzo Lamas as Lance Compton and Jane Wyman. Anyway, Jane. Yes, Angela Channing.
2: Yeah.
1: What? Yes, I remember. What show was Charlton Heston on? Was that that was like a sequel show, right? He was on the Colbys. The he Colbys. Was on the, yeah. The,
2: the spin off
0: of was Dynasty. On the spin off right? of Dynasty, Dynasty 2, the Colbys of yeah. California. I watched that too. <laughs> he was on that with Barbara Stanwyck and Stephanie Beecham as Sable. And wasn't there
2: an Sable. actress from General Hospital that was on that too?
0: Yes, um, Emma Sams yes, as Emma Fallon Sams. Colby. That was it. It was all good until Fallon got kidnapped by the UFO. That's when it jumped oh, that was that show's that's, jumping the shark. That's a, a UFO kid. That was Dynasty's jumping the shark. That's a It Was when Fallon was picked up by a UFO.
1: Did you get to see the inside of the UFO?
2: You
0: got to see the alien and then you got you got to see <laughs> the, actually you, you got actually see the alien. the alien come and take Fallon <laughs> into the spaceship. Right. And then I think that they realized that they jumped the shark because the next season, they just didn't talk about it.
1: No, no. They're probably horrified we're talking about it. I, just a quick story. I went to, I, I may have talked about this before, but I went to um, New Mexico, um, Roswell. And so because I, I was like driving through it in a cross country trip and I saw they were doing a UFO convention. There was a convention of people who were abducted by aliens. So I went to it. Oh, And I, I talked to this and? woman I talked to this woman there who was abducted by aliens, and she's telling me, yes, uh, an alien keeps coming into my room. He's a man. And I was kind of, laugh- I was kind of laughing, but I, I couldn't help myself laughing. And she didn't care. She kept telling the story. And I asked her, um, why didn't the aliens ever invite you up into their ship? Why are they always, like, visiting your house? Right. And she said, she looked at me like she couldn't, she just realized. She goes, you know, I don't know. Like she, she all of a sudden realized how rude it was that the aliens always, always had to come to her house. She always had to, you oh. know, clean her place and stuff. And but they never invited her up into their ship. That's like, it's like a right.
2: grinder. Yeah. You know, the, those guys can host.
1: Exactly <laughs> right. She has to host the entire time. She never gets to go. Did she like to that give ship. them cookies and stuff, or like give them a meal? Or something like, was going on. Some, some, something was going something on. Something was happening right. there. I, I think it involved a. Extra large situation. Yeah, I don't know. Something, something, something wasn't right there. Magnum. Man. Right. Callback. Well, anyway. Let's get back Ms. on track. Goes
3: to,
0: she's, from upstate, she's from upstate New York, and she goes home for Christmas. Right. And what's his, uh, uncle, what, his name was Uncle Harry, right? Or Harry? Oh,
1: no, it's Henry. And Henry's got to get his shit Henry. together. This guy's about ready yeah. to drop dead. And I, I don't know what his problem is. Does he have cancer? What's going on with this guy? I don't think there
2: was anything wrong with him. I think he was just like, "Hey, I've been doing this a long time, and my brother's like getting up there, and I want to go spend time with him."
1: He seems like Florida. He he seems he's about ready to die, and I think he should keep. Oh, I didn't think Henry seemed ill at all. No, but he wants to stop. He wants to stop doing what he's doing. What is he going to do, Henry? You got to stay vital. Got to stay active. Well, he was going to move to Florida, and maybe
0: he was going to move to Florida to that one—you know—the one city of senior citizens that's like a city. No, it's like a resort for senior citizens, but it's like a city. And oh, it's like, it's like a yeah, it's for, like a, a
2: a senior facility, but it's like a gigantic uh, complex. Right, yeah,
0: right, and all they do is like do drugs and screw.
1: Oh, maybe what's there. a There's a documentary about it. There's, well, that's there's, there's... <laughs> man. This is a this is a. Dirty episode. We are
2: all uh, over the place. This episode, I kind of love it.
1: It's a dirty episode. This is definitely the holiday episode. Things get dirty. Well, good. Maybe Maybe I underestimated Henry. That's what he's into. I, I should say this, Henry. What, <laughs> Henry? Why don't you get it together? You can't give up in your life. I'm going on a Florida drinking screw. Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. Point taken.
0: So she tells. So you know, Henry's asking. <laughs> Miss Rourke, where's your boyfriend? And she's like, I'm too busy. And 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 Henry's like, there's always room for love. And then we find out that they're getting ready for, you know, the the Christmas movie trope. They're getting ready for an event. So they're getting ready for the Christmas festival. And so then we find out that uh her sister beth that misswork sister beth created a committee and then we find out we should also
2: put out beth belt. beth is like currently running the winery like she's basically been like learning yes. from henry and she's running the winery and because the christmas festival is so big and it's so tied to the ice wine they always do this festival and now beth is running the festival which henry normally runs but beth is like i don't have time because i'm running this damn winery
0: Now, one of the things I do have to say that was a plus for this movie was that this movie was very ethnically diverse, like very diverse.
3: Yeah,
2: it was Um, on like visually. And what I mean by that is that like there were, you know, there were definitely, you know, Asian people and black people and uh, Hispanic people in this movie. But like we didn't their heritage played little to zero into the, the plot and moving these characters forward. Well, come on, a black guy named Declan. Where would you Well, that? <laughs> and, and that's my point is like, you know, I, I love that they're, they're making efforts, but if you're taking a script, uh, you know, about white people for white people and just like changing a couple of the actors and not really changing anything else, it's, it's not really true.
0: Because I know somebody named Declan through my
2: husband who is white.
1: <laughs> so that's that's a whiter name
2: that's but a pretty white American name bridge that's like a white money I, a, name i think it's like an irish white, name irish
1: well yeah and also miss Rourke, her accent like her sister didn't have that accent the I sister looked that. white
2: this like the sister didn't even look hispanic
1: no i've got to forgive it though But the mom was because good yeah but the mom was Spanish. Because getting back to, and I, 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 I hate to bring up Charlton Heston again, but what? he did play a Mexican in a <laughs> Touch of Evil, and I had to for, be forgiving of that because Touch of Evil is a great movie, so I have to forgive this movie. But remember,
0: but remember, Charlton Heston had the first on-screen interracial kiss um, on the Omega Man. Oh, oh I didn't know that. Didn't know that either. With Rosalind, what was her name? Not Rosalind Cash. It was Rosalind something. Hmm. Because she then went on in later years to be Mary May on General Hospital. So that's how I knew this because they wrote about it in Soap Opera
1: Digest. I'm looking it up right now. Rosalind Cash. Oh, it was Rosalind Cash. I was right. Oh, my God. I was right. So, yeah.
0: On the Omega Man.
1: Yeah. He's a survivor of a global pandemic. That's got to be a cool movie. I've never seen that. A Gee, a pandemic. What's that? Right. <laughs> Look out my window and see that. All
2: right. What does Nicki anyway, Minaj think
1: of that movie? What's that?
2: Who? I, said, I said Nicki Minaj in Black China. Oh, I'm offensive. Oh, Cancel geez. me now. <gasps>
1: Ooh. Oh, that's the like most controversial. Get you. Oh, that's the most controversial I, uh, part of I this
2: apologize show. to everyone listening. I apologize to both Nikki and China. That, that <laughs> I, I'm tired.
0: The barbs are coming after
1: you. Yeah,
2: and and I deserve it. Absolutely, one hundred.
1: Kurt, you know who the barbs are, right? Oh yeah, Barbara Streisand and Barbara <laughs> no. Walters. Yeah, they're gonna come <laughs> after. <laughs> <him>. <laughs>
2: Well, that's true because it's like it's widely known that Barbara Streisand is a huge Nicki Minaj stan, whereas uh, Barbara Walters is, is all in on Black China.
1: Yeah, and they do listen to our Kurt, show, and they have it in for Jason Bowers. You know Kurt because Mariah Carey. If you're a Mariah
0: Carey lover, you're a lamb. If you like, if you're a Lady Gaga lover, you're a little monster. I thought it was an otter. and. And if you are a Nicki Minaj. Naj, she calls her fans barbs.
1: Oh. And if you, if you love Beyonce, you're in the beehive.: What are my fa- What are my m- my fan base called? Curtains. That's a pretty good one. There you go.: Yeah. Curtains. <laughs> Hello, all you curtains. Keep listening. Well anyway. So we
0: found out that the the bell tower in town was messed up. So there was going to be
2: no bell tower lighting this year. Which is so fucking stupid. Like, even if the bell wasn't working, why can't you hang lights up there?
0: Right. Exactly. It wasn't like the building was Can you get falling guns apart back that the Notre <laughs> Dame. And I also <laughs> thought it was
2: a wildly missed opportunity that this movie starts out in Philadelphia with references to Philadelphia and then a bell plays a major plot point in this movie and at no point in the movie do they make the connection to Philadelphia and the Liberty Bell.
1: Right. Well, they also intercut a scene of her driving down the street and, like, she just looks up and looks at the bell and just looks despondent, like, you know. Well, wow.
0: Miss Rourke wanted that bell. So, so anyway, so Miss Rourke is walking through the town, and she this guy, she walks by this guy. He looks really cold, and she's a good Samaritan because she stops and says, Excuse me, are you lost? And he... Tells her that, you know, he just flew into town and he thought that he was going to be able to go to the store and buy a coat. But the store is closed
1: really early. No, he he doesn't know what the weather is. He doesn't understand what the weather is going to be in upstate New York in December. And they do mock him because he works. His job involves the weather.
2: Yeah, that was an unbelievably dumb plot point is that he didn't know what the weather was going to be, and then we find out how important the weather is to what his job is.
1: And
0: Ed, what kind know. of idiot are you? It's <laughs> December in New York. What do Talk you about?
3: think?
2: Well, also, like, know that. his job involves a lot of travel to places he hasn't been before. You don't like look ahead and do some Googling first? Because one of the places he said he had been is in Spain. I grew up in Spain,
0: and I know that Spain in December you need a coat. So,
2: even wait—he yeah. says he's from Santa Cruz. Even in Santa Cruz in December you need a coat at night. Yeah, in LA you do right now. It's freezing here right now. Right. Oh, how cold is it there? It. 60? It's, it's right now. It's probably about. No, 50 that's during degrees. the day. It, it, it was chilly today, though, for L.A., because it was it was damp yeah. and, like, foggy all day. And it's an overcast. It, as we record this on uh, Friday, December 3rd at 718 Pacific Time, it is currently 52 degrees. That's cold. Which is That's normally, not, like, as cold as it gets I at guess night. A
1: little, a little colder. I remember going to a wedding in L.A., and they were bringing out these, like, heating lamps. I was like, what are you people it's not cold. Like it, it's cold. It is because we it, it, w- when it gets it, yeah. dark,
2: the heat doesn't stay in the air at night because it's usually pretty dry here. Right.
3: Oh, so <laughs>
1: excuse
2: me. She
0: she offers to help him and says, "Come with me to Sunny's Diner." Or oh no, he was looking for Sunny's Diner, and then she says, "Well, you know, in December they changed the name from Sunny's Diner to Snowman's Diner." So she, he, she takes him to, to Sonny's Diner and it turns out that the person who owns Sonny's, Diamond, it, Sonny's Diner is her mother. Yeah, of course. And then her mother did the whole trope of, you're too skinny. And the mother thought that Declan was her boyfriend.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And then they're having dinner and so we find out that the sister is like, yeah, some kind of businesswoman, and we find out that the sister's husband is an artist, Gabriel, and too. and then Declan is an what do they call it, an
1: onologist? an enologist, an enologist. That's the way What's what I wrote down? He's an, he's an analog. <laughs> <laughs> he's an enologist, which is basically somebody who. <laughs> I know. I know what it's somebody. That... An enologist is, is somebody who can like predict when the frost is going to come for the wine. He's like a, he's like a, a wine processing expert. Yeah, I might not be saying so, it correctly. Uh, An enologist. So, so the
0: mo- so the mom goes into the lost and found and finds a coat for Declan and it's a yellow coat.
1: Yeah. Are they paying
0: him okay? Because he can't buy another coat. No, well, they offered later, and he says
2: that I like it actually. Well, also like the he <laughs> he. Um... They don't seem to be conveying information to this guy at all. Like, he gets gets there, and nobody said, like, oh, yeah, you should probably, you know, pack for winter. It's wintry here, even though you, you deal with weather. And then he gets there, and he's supposed to meet at Sonny's Diner, but nobody bothers to tell him that, oh, yeah, by the way, they changed the sign so it doesn't say Sunny's Diner anymore. Like, he doesn't know
1: where he's going. I, I thought at the right. end of the movie we'd, we'd find out that these people were bullshitting him the whole time, that he just, like, landed in the wrong town and they're just going along oh yeah yeah you're working with us yeah 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 that's right that um didn't happen. right
0: <clears throat> so so then we find out that 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 mrs work sister beth is all business and then she breaks the news to miss work that well we're gonna automate and we want to automate and that's why Declan is here to advise us on auto, like automating the
1: the vineyard. It's like that Pointer Sisters song, Automatic. It's it just playing. like that.
2: It's just like that. Miss Rourke's voice Rourke got three octaves happy. deeper. Huh? Miss <laughs> Rourke's exactly voice like got three octaves deeper. Oh, yeah.
0: Do what you do me. Da, da, da. Anyway. That's it, yeah. Oh, so then another running gag is that Declan got startled easily. So Miss Work would always startle him. So Declan's looking at the land. Miss Work doesn't want to change anything. They get into a little banter. They get into a little tiff. Then then they go to Henry's, right?
2: Well, they get into tiffy because we find out that Christmas isn't that important to Declan. So Camila is going to be his Christmas guide because so the vines but his as Christmas sounded more fun as I she, uh, they I were like absolutely fun. Her, her idea of Christmas is like, Hey, let's get some slave labor here to do our work for free.
0: Right. Yeah, and his idea time. of Christmas, his, because he said that his idea of Christmas was every year his parents would go to a different place in a different part of the world. That sounded fun.
1: Yeah. I like that. hmm
0: so then they go to Henry's house and decorate a tree. Mm-hmm. And Henry says, this is going to be the best Christmas ever. And then Declan, does, isn't this where he makes a bet with Mr. Wark? We're going to have a taste test and see. We're going to have an t- ice wine taste test eventually.
2: I don't and think we're going to see. Yeah, I think it was a, a taste off where he basically okay. is going to like blindfold her and see if she can tell the difference between or what what's in the wines using her sommelier skills. So so then they started putting birds on the Christmas tree and
0: and Declan was horrified. Actual and birds like fake birds. Oh. Put a bird on it. And then Miss um, uh, Work was talking about how she was going to bring a PowerPoint presentation to the committee meeting, and they all heckled her. Yeah. Well, that's not nice. So they show up at the committee meeting, and they're basically going to play Bridge or Mahjong. Mahjong. What's yeah.
2: that? Like a Chinese and... tile game. It's a game? Yeah. Have you ever seen uh, Crazy Rich Asians? Yes. My favorite movie. Yeah, it's, yes, it's, it plays a big part in that movie. That's the game that she plays with the future mother-in-law in the movie. Oh, oh show, okay. Showdown yeah, yeah. at the I do end. Yeah. yeah.
0: They never came out with a sequel to that, and I'm on the I'm on the second book right now,
2: and it's pretty good. I think they've greenlit the sequel as a movie, but I don't think they've made it. Okay. Yet. Yeah. Because the sequel's really good. Anyway, well, so
0: Eileen, who becomes a little important later in the movie, fell asleep in this committee meeting.
1: Yeah, I was talk, that's the one I was talking about. Yeah. I'm not going to repeat it.
2: We'll get back to it.
0: So then. All right. <laughs> so then, Miss Rourke and Declan are having a conversation, and Declan is like, just because I believe in science doesn't mean I don't have a heart. Well, and then sense. we find out that Henry learned about ice wine because his parents
1: were German. His parents were alcoholics. That's how I learned about wine.
0: Then Henry still wants to go to Florida, but Camilla said, by the time I'm done with you, Henry, you're not going anywhere. You're going to want to stay.
2: God I found Camilla exhausting as a character. Well, uh, that's kind of what I was saying before. Well, She's supposed to be there to help, but she's poo-pooing, like, anyone that's trying to, you know, move this business of a winery forward.
0: Well, she she has a whole island to run. She has fantasies
1: that she needs to get people their fantasies. Oh, (laughs) wow. She's kind of controlling. She needs things to be her way. Yeah. Right So then, is this this is the part where they
0: have the ice wine taste off, right? Yeah. Mm
3: -hmm. And did we figure
0: out?
2: And then did she did she pick the right one? Yeah. Well, it wasn't a picking. It wasn't like a uh, a taste test. It was literally like, here are three wines. I'm gonna give it to you, and you know, tell me what what flavors are in there. Which is literally what a sommelier's job is. So the fact that he thought she wasn't gonna be able to do it makes him a moron.
0: Right. So so then they're at the committee meeting, they decide to decorate the bell tower and Declan is gonna fix it.
1: Yeah. Well <clears throat> this is everybody where, else. Okay, no, Eileen, who looks kind of like Angela Lansbury, I thought. Oh she's bit. she's got it in she has a gentleman friend on the city council. It makes it very clear that if he wants to if he wants to get in there You know what I'm talking about? There, Uh, then she he's going to have to (laughs) he's going to have to do some things for her. So she's going to. And she pretty much said that's right. She did pretty much say that, and it was also
2: at this point that I wrote in my notes: Does Eileen have a gambling problem? (laughs) Because she's always like trying to play games at this video. It's like you know we're supposed to be talking about Christmas, and you you are like mahjong, uh, you know, all day long. (laughs) Which she probably has emblazoned on a T-shirt. Yeah, probably does.
1: She's she's um, or like a bingo lady. Yeah, I mean, oh, is it is it problematic to use the term (laughs) (laughs) honeypot? Um, oh, should we cut that out? I don't it, it? I, I think well, you need to cut
2: it out, but I do think no, no. generally <laughs> if 1F has to ask if something is problematic, you probably already have your answer.
1: All right, all right, all right. So we won't we'll bring that up when we talk about Eileen. <laughs> I mean, I just looked it up. I I just did a quick Google search to see, and it came up honey pot vaginal wash. So I don't know what that's about. <laughs> no, I just want to look up to see if it's offensive. I don't want to offend anybody.
2: Merry Christmas to what at all? <laughs> Know, at least we're talking
1: about a Lifetime movie this week. So for a little <laughs> honest, I will not bring up that terminology when I'm talking about Eileen or anyone else. It
2: actually is funny that you say that, Les, because like every time we are sort of <laughs> tiptoeing into very uh, offensive territory with this one, I was like, oh my gosh, it's a Hallmark movie. It's like, oh no, it's not. I have to keep reminding myself this is Your not a Hallmark movie.
1: I'm in big trouble if I ever run for office. They're gonna they're gonna comb through these podcasts, and boy, the mosaic they're they're gonna create. But just think how much our
2: streams will go up. All those people that's listening true. to us trying to get dirt on right. you. Yeah, that's true. Right? Forget that.
0: Oh, so so then we find out that that uh, that Miss Rourke, the they got their traditions from her father. And her dad died. I see dead people. And then they moved from Puerto Rico, which explains her accent. And mm-hmm. why did I write chocolate dipped pretzels?
1: What? Because they're, they're sitting around, they have a P mm-hmm. pajamas. So they all walk around with, with uh, pajamas. And then they, so yeah, they all sit around wearing pajamas and they dip pretzels into stuff.
2: I mean cause chocolate covered pretzels sounded pretty good. Yeah, chocolate covered pretzels are delightful. It's called chocolate fondue. Oh. Yeah.
0: So so then we see Miss Rourke talking <clears throat> to the grapes. And she and and, and not she gave the she gave the grapes like a pep talk. <laughs> So, so then we get. Well, to before party. we got
2: that, there was a weird like mini beat in this movie about Gabe. Both Declan and Gabe, the two like main guys, you know, Gabe's the husband of Beth, uh, are supposedly bad at wrapping presents, but Mom is into it, and like they made a big deal out of it, and then they never returned to that piece of information. Hmm. Like there should have been some poorly so was, wrapped gift that was still a really thoughtful gift later in the movie. So that was
1: probably in like version number three. Yeah, yeah. yeah some people were being sh- shamed at some point. I think that was what it yeah. was. Or shame? Oh no! There's a part where they're painting ornaments and they were shaming each other about that. <clears throat> um. Oh,
0: so there was a silent auction at this party. And Declan wins, and the silent auction prize is a private wine dinner. Ooh.
1: There was, so an yeah, extra, so looking, there was an extra who looked more like Santa Claus than the guy who was Santa Claus. The guy yeah. like... Anyway. You gotta be there.
0: Oh, so, the, so in this next part, yeah, they are painting ornaments. I wrote, Beth is kind of shifty. And then... She's also, Beth was freaked out because Gabe wants kids, and she does not.
2: I don't think it's that she didn't want kids. I think her thinking was, we are still trying to figure out what to do with this winery once Henry leaves, and I'm, like, doing all this work, and it's like, I I would love kids, but, like, I can't, I don't have the time to do what I need to do now. How am I going to do it with a kid here? Well,
0: have a bunch of kids, and then they can pick your ice wine grapes.
1: (laughs) No, that's to good They can't do it the first couple of years, though. Why not? That's true. You can have them crawl um, around. Well, I mean, like, I them- in their
2: earlier years in life, they're only going to be able to pick the grapes <laughs> that are, like, low on the vine. And, like, you know, the ones that are exposed to more sun, that they taste different.
1: Hey, I'm not opposed to low-hanging fruit. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh well. Here we are.
2: And then
0: Miss Work tells Beth to be honest with Gabe. Hope that was a problem. And then Beth's, like... <laughs> And then Beth's like, well, Miss Rourke, <laughs> you need to tell Declan that you like him. And then we find out that Declan now likes Christmas music. And then Declan asks Miss
2: Rourke to dance. I'm so lost as to where we are in this movie.
0: I don't really, really care. Heart- fruit. I'm in the clear. We're we're at the part now where Declan is, Henry, (laughs) Miss Rourke is walking and she catches Henry talking to Declan and Beth about automating. And she gets pissed that they want to audit, that Henry's encouraging them to automate.
2: Yes, okay.
0: But then her mom is like, hang in there. And then all of a sudden the bell tower's fixed. He fixes it. Yep. Yep. And we're having we're having a festival.
1: Well, we also hear um, that the that this harvest is going to happen on the on the 20th. Yes. Right. And that's when the big party is going to be, too. And by the way, the name of the the ice wine
0: that she was handing out is called Christmas in a bottle, which I think that is is a cute name for wine. I give her that.
2: I thought it was weird when, when he predicted December 20th as the date, and they all had like a mini out like how are we going to do this on the same day as the festival? I can't imagine that hadn't happened in previous years before, because the only right. thing that we knew about the, the harvest is that it never actually happened on Christmas Day, and Camila always wanted right. that. Right. So then,
0: I guess, uh, Miss Rourke and Declan have a little conflict about you know the automation, blah 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 blah. Henry gives a toast, Miss Rourke gets, gets touched by it. You, where are we here?
2: Did you, you're moving quick. Did you feel like uh, you know when they were talking about the dates and all that, they, they kept talking about science? Did you yeah. get the idea that this is Hallmark's way of trying to make a p- political analogy with all the talk of, like, people that are science deniers in the news lately? Oh, this is Lifetime, though. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah, this is
0: Lifetime. Like, forgetting. Keep, th- keep forgetting. So, lifetime, we like, lifetime, they like science and sex. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that should be their new slogan.
0: <laughs> Excellent. So maybe it's the Lifetime's way of going, ha, Hallmark, see, we like science here and sex. Science. Yeah, that that, that could be true.
1: They might be making a statement.
0: And when our movies are about gay people, the whole movie's about them, not just a storyline. Yeah. We have Fran Drescher setting our gay people
1: up on dates. Our president. (laughs) <laughs> She's a sag after. Oh, that's, president. She is our president. She's a sag after. She is our oh, president, the yeah. sag after president. President Dresher. I'm sorry, President Dresher. Hey, friend, get my screeners out. I want oh, to see. By it. the way, everybody, What's coming pay
0: up? your dues by the 9th. Pay your dues by next week. Your sag
2: dues, so you I, can get
1: your screeners. I
2: did not, and like it, it was like clockwork as soon as I started paying them, all of a sudden I started getting those invites again.
1: I get all kinds of invites. I can't see anything though. I, Cause I'm not in the area. Now. Yeah, I get, I've been getting invite. I've been getting a lot of SAG
0: award in person invite mm-hmm. things.
1: Well, I'm paying my, I'm paying my SAG dues on Monday. There was a screening. There's a screening coming up with Leonardo DiCaprio is going to be there. And Meryl Streep's going to be there. And Oh, for don't look up. I really want to see that movie. Yeah. That the, and Jennifer. Lawrence. Yeah, uh, yeah, Jennifer Lawrence people yeah. We're going to, we're going to be there. And, I, and I, I had just gotten the email, too, but I'm not, I'm not in the New York area as much as I used to be.
0: You know what? That inspired me. When we finish this podcast, I'm going to go online and pay my SAG dues now.
3: Yeah.
1: Do you
0: it. haven't paid them yet? No, they're due on the 9th. It's, oh, it's, okay. As long as they're paid by the 9th, you still get your screeners. Trust me. I, I call it <laughs>
2: i like that you okay. took the time to call the check but not the time to just go and pay them
0: no because it's no for me it's just more of a timing issue but monday i you know i was waiting for a check to clear yeah, no i get it, I can I get pay it. Them. i'm
2: just making fun it's fine it's all good <laughs>
1: Meryl Streep is a bit of a mumble mouth. I, I saw her at a screening one time, and she starts she starts talking about it's like everybody's sitting there waiting for this great wisdom to come out. Like she's going to like it's the secret of life, and she's like, "And I have to tell you this about acting." We're like, oh yeah, 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 and, and then then she kind of like just kind of tra- trails off and didn't really know what to say. Was it a joke that she said no. that? No, it was like something like we, we really were sitting there waiting for a, a great wisdom. It was that movie she did where she's the opera singer, which is very good.
0: Uh, oh, with uh, Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant,
1: yeah. And so she was there. I think Hugh Grant was there. He, yeah, he, he was. He was. The actors were there. And then we all sat there waiting for this wisdom from Meryl Streep. And she, she just, she kind of wasn't, wasn't sure what to say. But that's kind yeah. of her thing. Like when she's being yeah. Meryl, when she's being herself,
2: she's a little flighty. Yeah. Not dumb, like, but just sort of like. Because when she's working, she's so focused, and she's so that character. When she's herself, it's almost like, oh yes, I'm in. I'm inhabiting my own body now. This feels yeah, man, different.
1: Awesome. I saw her in IKEA once. <laughs> it was, was really, I we a friend of mine and I went to the. What was she buying? We a Billy went bookcase to the IKEA. We went to the Red Red Hook Red Hook Brooklyn IKEA, and we were in like the little cafe area, and we this, this woman was we 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 could see the. The, the back of her head. My friend goes, I guess Meryl Streep. I, I want, and he, he actually met Meryl Streep like s- some years before. Like he had, he had like a mutual friend with hers. But he's like, he's like, I want to walk up to her and say, uh, because he didn't really think it was her. He's like, I want to walk up to her and say, hey, I enjoy your work. But it was actually, it was actually, was her. That's awesome. And uh, he he reminded. Oh, her. did he say anything? Yeah, I didn't say anything. Did say I didn't say something? anything to her. But he he reminded her that they had met and he they had a mutual friend or something like that and apparently what what, somebody who worked at ikea said that uh, miss streep would go there because she was helping she helped out some kind of theater company like in her spare time and she would buy like props and uh, uh,
2: that's cool that's really cool that she does that uh, Meryl, yeah. I've always liked Meryl, but I, now I like her even more. I would uh, go up to Meryl and I say, Meryl, I will help you carry that to your car if you sit down with me and have some uh, Swedish meatballs and lingonberry juice. That's what, we
1: were, that's what we were up to, yeah.
0: Or Meryl, come on the Lifetime of Hallmark
1: podcast. <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> well, you should do that too. Bit of a mumble mouth. So you know, no, no, she's fine. How she's funny! Great. How funny well, would it be now, if we were movies, mouth. defending your life? Is one of my favorite movies. How so
2: funny go. would it be if we were able to get Meryl Streep on this podcast before Zach A or Black China? <laughs>
1: right, right. She calls me out for saying I'm a, I'm a mumble mouth. <laughs> you know, she has every right to uh, give it right. Back to me. She she could give she it right back to me. That's fine.
0: Anyway, where are we? Why, why were they? Oh, they were sleeping on the couch, or she was sleeping on the couch. The sister was passed out on the couch. Yeah, weird. Doesn't she have a place to sleep? And this house? is after this is after Miss Work was talking to the vines, the grapes again, and then the frost didn't come. And they had all of these volunteers waiting in hotels, and the frost didn't come. And the sister had the nerve to ask, Can't we get the volunteers to wait? Or who asked that? Does the sister ask that or Miss
1: Rourke? Uh, I, I just want to know. These people traveled to do this? They traveled to volunteer for, the, for this thing? They're staying in hotels. Right. They did? Yeah,
2: they volunteered. Oh. By the way, at this point in the movie... Uh, I oh watched boy. this once again with my friend Brad who I've made watch many of these movies and he's <laughs> like Brad? he's well and he was watching this movie and uh, whenever Gabriel the husband and Beth would show up we would we uh, we found him attractive when we were talking about it and Brad will like get sidetracked and he'll start like looking up the person online to find out more about them so uh, the actor that played Gabriel I guess was a child actor and one of the movies that he did was a straight to video scene to the movie Beethoven, you know, about the dog. And yeah. the name of Oh, wait, really?
0: Re- I know that movie. Wait, wait, do Charles you know... Charles Groden was in that movie.
2: Do you know the name of the sequel that Gabriel was in, though?
1: Beethoven second.
2: No. It is a straight-to-video. It was not the the feature release. This Beethoven is a, symphony? No. You were never good. The name of oh, this no. movie is Beethoven's Treasure Trail. Ah. That- that's that,
0: a
1: bad name for a movie. I got to look that up, see if that's problematic. It is problematic. It is problematic. Do you know what a treasure a, trail is? That's a real problem, man. Boy, we're hitting all the pieces on this show. Woo! All if right. you don't know
2: what a treasure trail is, Google it. We can yeah. see it. it's not. It's not inherently dirty. Is. It just leads to dirty. The treasure trail is like if you've got like a little it bit of hair. Dirty. Well, if
1: it leads to a literal treasure. Well, I it's, mean, well that's so the is thing. You know,
2: you know, like some people have like a little bit of hair below their belly button. Yeah. And it's it's kind of like a, a road map that takes you down to the treasure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, sometimes it's treasure. Or as
2: Eileen Other calls times. it, her mahjong.
0: Sometimes honey it's pot. treasure, and yeah.
2: sometimes
1: <laughs> it's tragic. I, I, it's Eileen's honeypot. It's Eileen's, it's the treasure, Beethoven's treasure trail leads to <laughs> no, Eileen's honeypot of gold. I, I, I know, I wasn't going to say it. I want to look up this movie. Maybe I'll watch it. It's probably on Tubi. <laughs> it might be leaving Netflix today. I don't know. Oh, is that where they go? It goes to Tubi, with yeah, Netflix. Tubi. Well, there's Beethoven Second. So Beethoven Treasure. Tra- yeah, yeah. Beethoven Second was in
2: theaters. Uh, Beethoven, like the street. Then they did a bunch of straight to video ones.
1: Hey, Morgan Fairchild and Christy Swanson and Jonathan Silverman are in Beethoven's Treasure. No, it's not Treasure Trail. It's Treasure Tale.
2: <laughs> well then, <laughs> then, then Bradley read it to me incorrectly.
1: Morgan, Morgan Fairchild and Udo Kier. Yeah, you, you might not know Udo Kier, but you'd recognize his face. All right, there's a show. Morgan stopper.
0: Fairchild. Yeah, so was Morgan Fairchild like? Did she want to put? Did she want to put Beethoven in the pound? Like, was Morgan Fairchild the Cruella De of
1: this movie? Usually, movies with Mur- Morgan Fairchild are excellent.
0: And so Morgan
1: Fairchild cool. never plays a nice person. Ever? No,
0: because you know Morgan Fairchild
1: was on Days of Our Lives too recently or last year. I don't even know what Morgan Fairchild's famous for. She used to be in that that, that pathological liar. Playing on, on bitches. SNL. We say oh, I'm like, married to Morgan Fairchild. That's the only thing I know. I
0: know from. she was no, and she was on Morgan Mindy. And she no, was uh, on, no. all the movies she always plays a bitch.
2: Yeah, she's okay. always like a sexy vixen, and
1: then she was kind of like, she's famous uh, for being famous, kind of.
2: I guess, yeah, because I don't no, know, like, what herself. Stuff. Stuff, well, no, she does stuff. She definitely acts, and she definitely works. But it does seem like she was presented to, what, uh, like, she was delivered to the entertainment world as a fully formed package that was somehow already famous for being this kind of character. Right. Oh. Like you don't ever hear a story, and and the, I'm sure she got her start somewhere. She had to have, but you you never hear stories of like, oh, remember when uh, Morgan was like the sister of that actress on that sitcom back in the '50s or whatever it was. You know, you
0: no, know, she always she always plays a bitch, and so so um she was on this ABC soap for a while called The City, and I had a friend who was on The City who played her son. And supposedly
1: she was, like, super duper sweet. Like, she yeah, was, like, I can super that. nice. I see that she was on Search for Tomorrow from oh. 1973 to 1977. That's
2: what it, I think on, that's it. Because that yeah. was a big soap back then, and that was, you know, probably her, her, the thing oh, okay. that put her on the map. Well, then she was on
1: yeah. Dallas as the first actress to portray Jenna Wade. I remember that. Then she took a lead role in the NBC series Flamingo Road in 1980. She was I remember that. Nominated for a Golden Globe. She, she co-starred in 1984 in the ABC short-lived television drama Paper Dolls. Then she was the I remember test. that. I love Paper Dolls. She also played some guest roles. She was roles Racine. on Murphy Brown. She was nominated for an Emmy for her uh, guest role on Murphy Brown. She is a she Kelly member. Green.
2: Wasn't she also uh, uh, Chandler Bing's mom on Friends? Uh, I think one. so. Oh yeah, so she was on F- Friends. Yeah, she she was Chandler's, Chandler's mom because Kathleen Turner was Chandler's dad. Kathleen <laughs> Turner. Yeah, because Chandler's I, uh, dad was a female impersonator, and Kathleen Turner played his dad. Uh, she was. Now
1: you know we wouldn't be able to do that today. Oh hell no. She was. She stated that she was twice kidnapped in the early 1970s. Jeez. Who, Morgan Fairchild? What, yeah. Oh, you know what? It says she was Faye Dunaway's double in Bonnie and Clyde. That's kind of cool. Oh. Hey, we could just talk about Morgan That's Fairchild all night. Actually. She is full of stuff. I'm fascinated by
0: twice kidnapped. Yeah, that, I want to get to the bottom of that.
1: Who was kidnapping Morgan Fairchild? Well, I knew a guy in Brooklyn who got mugged, and then the next night he got mugged by the same guy. So maybe guy. that was a situation. <laughs> was like the guy's <laughs> <laughs> guy like, "I'm back. You got any more?" <laughs> He's like, "Come on, man. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Really. No. Give me your wallet again. <laughs> I just got a new one." <laughs> Jesus. Not- I just I went to Target.
0: You're gonna take my other one?
1: I was mugged in Brooklyn once. Really? Yeah. It wasn't fun.
0: No, it doesn't sound fun. Oh. No. Speaking of not having fun, Declan's not having fun because Declan thinks that he let Henry down. I didn't mean to bring the show down. And then Mrs. Rourke got a promotion at her sommelier job. Mm. And she's going to take it. And then she confronts Declan about going behind her back about automation. And Declan's like, I wasn't talking about automating the grapes full time, dummy. I was talking about automating apples so we could have apple cider during the year and then ice wine in the winter.
1: You big dummy. When I keep hearing automation, I keep thinking about those sandwiches, you know, like machines where there's like a sandwich, a piece of pie. Yeah,
0: automation. But, yeah, they were going to make ice cider during the year and then ice wine in the winter. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. So so then – Miss Work is really sad. She goes into the grapes. I guess she's gonna go talk to the grapes again. She looks down at the ground. She sees chickadees, whatever those are, and then she takes some of the dirt and she like licks it. Like she sticks it in her she tastes the dirt. Why would you taste the dirt?
2: Well they, they had laid this out earlier in the movie. There were different steps that Henry would take where he knew that it was like the the harvest was coming, certain things like the leaves of something would change like a couple days before and one was like the dirt would t- taste a little different if you saw the chickadees
0: well she el- licked the dirt and then she realized wait a minute the cold front hasn't even arrived yet it's gonna happen on Christmas day so I'm gonna this put you dream. to work
1: yeah, it was a dream of hers that this would happen. Yes,
0: mm-hmm. And then Beth is like, oh, no, I let the volunteers go because they're probably pissed at me because they had to pay for their own hotel rooms and didn't pick any grapes for free. So then they're at Christmas dinner. They're playing with Christmas crackers, which we do that every Christmas, too. Because mm-hmm. they spend Christmas in the UK, and that's a UK thing. And you do the crackers, and there's a crown and a joke and a toy. And then the frost came, there were no volunteers, so they basically woke everybody up in the town by doing the goddamn tower bell, and so everybody was pissed and went out and picked it.
2: (laughs) And why the fuck hadn't they been doing that all of the years up until now? Like, if you're going to have volunteers, like, make it a community thing, like, hey, we do this, and this is our tradition, we do it every year. And that's why this town is charming.
1: But that's a, that's a tough way to gather up the volunteers. I'd, like, what? I'd, I'd what I say easier to, than yeah. like
2: randos that don't even live in town enough to pay
1: for a hotel room.
2: Like at least you have right. lodging because uh, you uh, already yeah. live there.
1: You have no idea when they're going to be needed. Oh, you have an idea. You have an idea, but you don't know like what
2: night. Do you oh think their God. LinkedIn profiles say like, uh, you know, that they're an
1: on-call volunteer <laughs> Great picker? Ooh, I, yeah. Like pick ice cream. Yeah. It's hard to find people sometimes to help you to move. I mean, imagine like they're, they're they're gathering an army of people who want to go out, you know, to be on call to go out for six hours in the middle of the night, the freezing cold, to to pick these little testicles off off of uh, branches, and that's just that's just you know nutty to me. I can't put my yeah. Anyway, well, I'm gonna have trouble. Sleeping. They picked him. and then when they were done picking them.
0: They were talking to Henry, and Henry decided to give Declan and Beth and Miss Rourke the winery.
1: Once again, what's going on with this Henry? Now he's giving away his assets. Well, my my friend Brad
2: I mean, posited at this point that Henry might have dementia, and maybe they swindled him
1: out of the winery. Well, that's a well, good point. Yeah. I think that's is be, lifetime. I think that might be on point. It is Lifetime,
2: the
0: the wrong winery.
2: Oh, wow. That's what, like, I would, like, truly, I would love it if Lifetime would do their normal all-year-long Lifetime movies, but do the Christmas versions of them. Why not have the wrong winery? Why not have the uh, Psycho Santa
1: Claus? I would love that with Vivica A. Fox and Meredith Thomas. Mm -hmm. That gets a little dicey, though. Remember they they had that Silent Night... Deadly Night movie years ago and yeah. created a, quite a stir
0: did, did we talk about how our friend
2: Meredith Thomas is one of the top 10 people on Lifetime I think we may have talked I, about them I don't know yeah. if we shared that on the show or not but yes she was uh, what, uh, was it by uh, what site was it Hello Gorgeous One, one of those, two it was like one she, of the, the big female focus blogs like a refinery 29 or something like that and they, they ranked the, the Lifetime actresses
0: and she was number two, un- just under Vivica A. Fox. Yeah. So she was like up there. We love her. And I was like, "That's our friend.
1: That's we Meredith. had her on the show." <laughs> Who's that woman we had on the show one time? There was a woman who she thought I was really funny. She was she she she, was, she, she laughed at like a lot of almost everything I said, which was awesome." She lived in Brooklyn. Who's that woman? You know, what I'm talking about. She lived or, or, or in New York. I mean, she lives in Manhattan. I don't know. know. She was a friend of yours, Les. I'm trying to think because we had Lori on the show. Maybe I had a f- fantasy that there was a woman who thought. No, it was funny. Okay. So
0: I'm trying to think of. I'm trying to think of of my friends who we've had on the show.
1: No, not Jim Barbara. Okay, they're the writers, right? Correct. Yeah. We, we and then them. we
0: had Lori, who had who has
1: the. The
0: immersive hallmark.
1: Yeah, she player. she was on a couple times. We have had David Rosen. I'm not talking about him. We've had David Rosen. There's, there's another woman
0: in New York. Wait, okay, in New York. Maybe
1: this is in before I was on the show because New- I don't know who you're talking. No, about, you were here. You were here.
2: Well, um, we're not we're not going to figure it out. right now. In, all right, all right. We'll we'll, we'll keep going.
0: I knew we're going to hang up and I'm going to be like, oh my god, I remember. Well, Jillian lives in, in New the, York. Jillian Bo. Maybe that was her. Well, not yet. We
2: haven't even but gotten anyway, to the end of the movie, and we're almost there. Let's get over the finish line. Oh, okay, okay, so then
0: what happened after De- Declan, they, gave, they got the winery? They, they kissed, right?
2: They swindle Henry out of the winery. Um, Beth wants to step back from day-to-day operations of it. Um, and then Camilla meets Declan in the bell tower, and they dance, and they kiss.
1: The end. No, that's it. Yeah, they're gonna, they are gonna stay. They're gonna run this winery, and that's what life and is gonna going. be. And Fantasy Island comes back in January.
0: Hmm. 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 So, care. what'd you guys think of this movie?
1: Well, I was bored. I had watched the first half hour of it like a, like a couple weeks ago when we were originally going to record, and I watched the rest of it tonight. I, 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 th- I didn't like it. I thought it was boring, but it oddly grew on me uh, somehow. I don't, I, don't, I don't really even know why. I think maybe there's like an obsessiveness to it or like a re- really niche quality. You know, well, the fact that these people were so interested in such well, specific wine.
2: Pretty much everyone in this movie was very likable to me. I don't necessarily think the, the leads had any chemistry together, but individually, I liked them both. I liked the general right. setting yeah. of this movie. It was cute, but it also didn't feel like it was reinventing the wheel.
1: Not the worst thing I've right. seen by any means. No. no, oh god, no, no, it's not nearly the worst thing we've seen. Not even oh, in the no. lower. No. Uh,
3: high,
0: yeah,
1: I, I don't. What I when I see in like in the lower half, kind of average. It was. It was no, harmless. no, no. It's definitely not in the lower half. No, not, in the lower no, not even half. close.
0: Oh no, we've seen some shitty movies uh, this yeah. year. Yeah. <laughs> Which I cause I I have a prediction that we are as a as a society right now, we are so just tired and done with all this shit that like 2022 is gonna be like off the rails and bonkers in a good way. Wow. Well, cause I... everybody's just so sick of it. <laughs>
2: I feel like that was the prediction yeah. going into 2021. Yeah, it was supposed True. to be like it's, the new. Uh,
0: it's 2021, basically told 2020, hold my beer.
2: Well, it, that that's the thing is like 2021 to me has felt like God, like we're st- we're stuck in this holding pattern that we were supposed to have very much broken out of. So now I'm just like angry at the whole thing.
1: Yeah, th- this year oh, yeah, was supposed to be too. this. Freestyle revolution of you know, yeah. I'm still sitting in my damn house, yeah, right. Next year, right. that going happen,
0: and yeah, I won't go into my 2021 experiences, but 2021
1: definitely kicked my ass, yeah, I agree. <laughs> Big time, no, my 2021 has been <laughs> well, hasn't been great, but has, has moments,
0: but. We're going to be optimistic. Oh, wait, can you believe that 2022 is in a month? A month from now, we will be in 2022. It, it, it is
2: wild. I'll take it. That is just wild to me.
0: Right? Well, are you guys still going through the things where you bump into someone and you're saying, hey, and you realize, "Wow, I haven't seen you for like two years
2: got a couple of those the thing that i'm experiencing a lot now is when i'm having a conversation with people or when i'm watching things and people are having conversations everyone keeps referring to the pandemic in the past tense like back during the like we're still in the fucking pandemic it's still Uh. happening his name is omnicron
0: yeah Yeah. which I'm wagging my finger right now because Omicron better not ruin my fucking Christmas vacation. I hope it does not. I hope it doesn't doesn't ruin yours or anyone's. Because there's rumblings in Europe already and I'm like, oh no, don't do it. Don't do it. So. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, don't. Don't, don't, don't do it. Anyway. I want to, I want to <laughs> have a
2: life. This is, this has got to stop. This show has been a roller coaster this week. Well, right. We've gone
0: everywhere. Everywhere. But it was fun. Yeah. And if you want to get a hold of me or find me, you can find me at my website, leskirkendallbarrett.com. Jason,
2: Please rate and review us. Give us five stars of whatever podcasting platform you listen to us on. It does feel like people are finding us. I'm seeing uh, new likes on our Facebook page every Ooh. single day. Uh, so if you want to find us on uh, Facebook and Instagram, we are Lifetime of Hallmark Podcast. And you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at BigShotJason.
1: Kurt. Hello. You can always visit KurtFitzpatrick.com. That's Kurt with a K. And I don't have anything else to offer right now, but we'll see what the future holds. That's it. Also,
0: also, if you're in the L.A. area, there is a play that's starting next week, and it's called My Hallmark Movie Musical. And it is at the Broadwater Theater. Google that. And I think that's going to be running all December. Okay. And I think that's it. So until next time, (laughs) I had a brain fart (laughs) until next time. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Bye.